today I'm going to be talking about a concept that I learned in my psych class that I took during my first semester at college and it is called cognitive dissonance. I've literally used this and applied it to my everyday life especially when I have to deal with difficulties and personal challenges. So first of all, what is cognitive dissonance? So in theory, in the books, it says that it's when attitude does not fit with one action and the tension and the conflict within oneself rises. Cognitive meaning the mental processes and dissonance meaning the tension or conflict within oneself. And the example that my professor provided is that these people who are applying to a military and they're going through a very tough initiation process. They have to line up in a long line, stand there the entire day, and part of the protocol of this process is to have a sharp object stabbed into their chest and they have to let it bleed and wait for it to bleed and stand there and suffer in pain. So clearly, it's a very traumatizing process, one might say. And people might wonder, not even just people who are doing the actual initiation process, but people outside of it might think like, why are you guys doing this? That's crazy. Why would anyone on earth would even do that? And so obviously, the people who decide to do it are going to have thoughts similar to the outsiders, they might think, oh god, this is so rough. I'm not gaining anything out of this. Why do I have to suffer through all this pain? Like, what am I going to gain out of it? Is it even worth it? And so in this example, that's their cognitive. The mental process is questioning themselves why they're doing what they're doing. And it creates conflicts within themselves. So it's a really uncomfortable feeling of like, oh, I'm doing it, but like, am I happy doing this? Like, no, what, like, why am I doing this? Is it even worth it? And a way to get rid of this cognitive dissonance is to change your attitude towards whatever you're doing. And in this example, is to change your attitude, switch it into, instead of like, oh, this is so rough it's not worth it instead what have you told yourself it will be worth it in the end like i can build strong meaningful connections out of all the uh, my teammates who i have suffered along with and these rough times that are going to get me through is only going to make me stronger what doesn't kill me make me stronger and if i can pull through this i can pull through anything and this difficulty that I'm dealing with right now is only temporary and that I'm going to be stronger after it. So that's the suggested solution in order to get rid of the cognitive dissonance. Any time that a person faces cognitive dissonance, they're going to have a hard time accomplishing what they want because their attitude doesn't match with their action. And so maybe it'll make more sense if I like provide more personal examples 
but you guys kind of get the idea of what it means. So the next example that I'm going to provide is something from my own personal life that I've dealt with for a very long time. And it wasn't until I knew about this cognitive dissonance that I was able to directly call it out and face it and actually try to actively fight it mentally. So a summer ago, which is my senior year summer, the time that everybody's supposed to be having fun before they go into college and like, I guess, faced with all this responsibility of being on your own. Well, I'm an international student. I mean, I've always been on my own. I've lived in boarding school far away from home for four years already. So like being away from home isn't a problem for me, really. It's um, so as I was saying, like going into real life after high school, it's going to be completely different. And that's scary. And people usually enjoy their senior summer. They do whatever they want. Because when college hits, everybody and their mother starts getting internship, getting busy, doing the things that they need to be doing to prepare for their future. Or is it just me? I don't know about the culture that um, you guys have, but at least for me, especially in um, my college, there is this stress culture that really pushes students to like be doing so many things like oh you got to get this internship and it's not just the school too it's like my family pressure peers everything anyways long story short the summer i was supposed to be enjoying my time with my friends and family i wasn't and the reason why i wasn't enjoying myself was because i let my insecurities had the best of me and that insecurity was my skin I've always had bad acne prone skin ever since I started puberty. I got my period when I was 13, I think. You know, Justin Bieber's like, when I was 13, I had my first love. Well, no, bitch. I had my first period and it was not fun. Like, I mean, I was excited as a 13 year old to get my period and everything because it's like, oh my God, yay, I'm becoming a woman. But next thing you know, there's like one spot on my forehead and then the next by my eyelid and in my nostril. Those are the worst. I cannot deal with those. I can't even breathe properly. Um, anyway, so when puberty started, like my pimples started breaking out. My skin broke out so badly that at school people would like call me nicknames. This is probably like typical like people who... Um, deal with like skin problems might relate to this like they get called nicknames like oh crater face or like my face looks like a moon because you know the moon has a lot of holes in it and the scars from the acne too and I kid you not I try so many method and ways to try to cope with my acne problem but it wasn't working I can have another different session to talk about my skin journey or whatever anyways I think I, no, I literally, in Vietnam, there's like this, um, how do you say it, uh, 
very bad stigma that is attached to mental health and depression and all kind of stuff so it's not like i went to therapy or i was able to talk about my feelings or all of the things that i was dealing inside of my head but i was pretty sure that i was like not mentally stable at all because every single day of the summer while my friends were out like partying having fun going out whatever like normal teenagers I was inside lying in my bed wondering why I'm so ugly napping every day all day I didn't do anything productive all I did okay well a big part of my everyday routine well something that I actually stuck through was okay this sounds really sad but I actually cried almost every single day because of my skin condition um i'm always telling myself like oh i'm so ugly like life is so unfair why are people born with flawless skin they don't even have to try anything meanwhile for me i went through so many treatment and spent so much money on my skin and yet they still come back and it gets worse every single time and it's really discouraging when i don't see any progress is made and then my dad <laughs> this is funny i mean i'm such a bad daughter for doing this but i actually like blamed him for giving me pimples because nobody in my mom's side had, had pimples they their skin were flawless and my dad's side is is jeans it runs into jeans like everyone's face is just very not smooth like it's very acne -y. and so i was blaming it on my dad i was like oh my god why can't i be like mom why did dad just like, why am i inheriting all the bad stuff from my dad I'm not saying not to like <laughs> exclude the fact that i inherited like small boobs from my dad but i also got the pimples from him and then he was like like why are you being so hard on yourself like why why don't you just accept it like he always would be telling me this like in my face all day every day accept you have to accept like he would always say that like it means accept in vietnamese and then i really never knew what it meant meant <laughs> until this one night like i was having an identity crisis because i was about to head off to college and like i was dealing with all this mental instability he drove me around the city and then I was telling him about how literally all of my mood and my life activities was dependent upon my skin. If my skin was good, then I'm happy and I'm sociable and I can talk to people and I'm like fully manu. But when I have acne, I feel so self-conscious about myself that I lock myself inside the room, even with my friends. Like I have trouble just talking to them because i'm like oh my god i can't talk to you like my skin is so bad i'm so sorry like i would feel sorry for myself all the time and my dad said like when i when he meant by like accepted is like not avoiding the problem like actually facing what i'm dealing with like stand in front of the mirror he suggests look at yourself look at your pimples and be like okay cool i have pimples it's not a bad thing because it's a very common quote unquote 
a disease to have. That's what they called it in Vietnam, at least. Um, pimples is a skin disease. And everybody who goes through puberty, most of them will go through the same process. And my dad basically told me to think of it in a different light so that I would be able to face it. He told me that maybe it's a good thing that you have pimples because what you show out physically is reflected upon what's going on inside of you. Like if you're stressed, you're not eating right, something's going on inside of your body. And your body responds to all the unhealthy stuff going inside of you by showing it on the outside, by giving you pimples. And that is somewhat true. I wasn't eating healthy. I was always eating like chips, oily food, dairy products, which could contribute to skin too because of the hormones. Like I realized that, but no matter how much my dad gave this speech to me, it still wasn't enough. It wasn't until I had to find the peace and learn it on my own, like learn this process of acceptance by myself. Because regardless of how many advices your friends, your families, your loved one tells you, if you don't want to change, then you're not going to change. And so that's when I learned about cognitive dissonance. It was weird because like all my friends were telling me the same thing that my dad was saying. Like, your pimples, your skin doesn't define who you are. Like how you make people feel. Like your personality, how you make people laugh. How you like always try to be creative and come up with things just to be there for your friends. Like that's what makes me me according to them. It's not... Like, the pimples that drives me away. I mean, drives them away from me. Like, it, that's totally not it. I was, that was me getting to my head. And I project my insecurities and fear on them by thinking that, oh, if I, like, hung out with them outside with my ugly skin, like, they, I would be a bummer and I wouldn't be that happy. So might as well just stay home. But no. <laughs> so, it, obviously, it's easier said than done. But it was a really long, slow process of rewiring my brain to not only pick out and stop myself, call myself out on my bullshit whenever I'm about to go down that negative spiral of telling myself like, oh my god, I'm so ugly, I have so many pimples, nobody will ever fucking like me, this would never change, like my diet has been changing already and there's no progress, blah 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 blah, like all these negative thoughts, I stopped myself there. I have to, or else I'm just going to go in this whole deep spiral and just, it's a slippery, dangerous slope. So it wasn't healthy for me. And instead I told myself, and I realized these were like the words that my dad have always told me too. It's like, it's okay to not feel okay. What doesn't, it's like some cheesy stuff, but you listen to these kind of words all the time. But if you yourself don't genuinely believe in it, then like it's not going to have an impact on you so i started telling myself it's okay to not feel okay what doesn't kill you make you stronger people love manu for manu not for her skin and i'm lucky that my body tells me that i'm internally unhealthy therefore i need to fix it by adjusting my diet my sleep my schedule everything that i've been doing that was contributing towards my unhealthy lifestyle 
that has caused me to like break out or whatever, I'm adjusting to that and that's okay. Good things take time and nothing good comes easy. My dad always tells me that nothing good ever comes easy. You have to work hard for it. And it's not, there is no shortcut where you can be like a magic solution to like make all of my problems disappear. It's constantly treating yourself right. Because I went on this treatment that literally cleared out all of my skin. Like, I was, my skin was flawless. Like, I was so happy. I thought that was the end of it. But no, pimples come back because of how I treat my body. And I thought that it would just be okay if I just, like, fall back into my good old schedule before, like, how I treat my body. But no, that's why it came back. Like, something that I was doing to myself wasn't treating my body right. And I had to change it. And not only that, I had to adjust my diet, like, all of the external stuff, like, my diet, my schedule, my sleep habits my sleep hygiene like my pillowcases um when i go to sleep apparently matters too my my consistent schedules i had to change my attitude in order to match with my action which is going about my day because if i go with my day about my day telling myself that i'm ugly i'm not worth it and like this is my face is disgusting that i'm never gonna be at peace so i Finally, slowly, very slowly, it was really hard to fall into, uh, to get to where I got to in order to become better. But I trusted the process and went on another um, treatment, I mean acne, <laughs> treatment, I just combined the word, acne treatment. Everything got better. And my mom also because she was fed up with me just lying there all day being super depressed and not really doing anything she was like if you don't believe in it that you like sure you can go to all of these prestigious doctors as many as you can spend a shit ton of money on skincare or whatever but if you yourself don't truly believe in that you're gonna get better than you want and this doesn't just apply to skin and i've realized that and a lot of cognitive dissonance like all these problems i have relate to what i learned in my psych class like i could literally put all of my problems and relate it back to cognitive dissonance and i would um take a step back whenever i have a problem and tell myself like oh what kind of attitude am i putting towards when i'm doing this action and is it the right attitude to support me in order to do my best whenever i'm doing and i also apply this to like this big thing that i've had difficulty processing it's something that I've struggled with for a long time too. It's when I feel like I'm always giving a lot to people. And I should I expect them to give it back to me? Because you hear things like, oh, don't give people to, like, don't, I mean, don't give energy, your energy to the people who are not worth it. Protect your heart. And, but giving if you really care about that person and love them unconditionally, you give 
without expecting anything in return but i'm like on one hand i think like that but on the other hand i'm like well it's isn't it to a certain extent i mean i'm still freaking out all of this stuff but every time i give someone something i have a tendency that like i would low-key expect them to give me something back because it's like it takes two to tango whether it's a friendship or relationship or whatnot right of course you're human you crave love and you crave reciprocality i think that's the word um and it's hard when you're giving so much and the other person is not giving back of how much you're giving but then if i live my life always thinking that whatever i give out i have to get back in return then isn't that kind of selfish like my life morals and meaning of life is just so skewed because if everything i do is for show and for other people and expect them to give it back to me then like i'm gonna be really unhappy because not everyone is as giving or as nice or as kind like (laughs) i'm so grateful for all the friends i have because they're the most caring loving kind person who will who have loved me at my ugliest literally and figuratively and love me when I'm the hardest to love and that's how I figured out that like it should come naturally this process of giving and receiving you give because you're happy giving Nobody is truly altruistic and it's like, oh, I'm, I don't care about my own happiness. I'm just going to give, 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 give. That's not true. I feel like people give because it makes them feel good too. Like we're, I believe that we're inherently selfish, self-serving people. Everything we do is going to come back to like, oh, because it makes me feel good. Whether it's I watered the plants for my neighbors today or I listened to my friend's problem everything you do comes back to self-serving purposes whether you admit it or not and my dad has always told me if you're gonna give if you've decided to give someone something already that means you're making that person happy and making that person happy makes you happy so why do you complicate it by giving yourself an opportunity to be disappointed by expecting them to give you something in return like kindness should be free and if you decide to give you're gonna have a hard time accepting it if the person doesn't give it back to you whether it's like no matter who it is if you keep on having that mindset that oh if i give i have to get it back i have to get it back in return or else like it sucks that you don't get anything in return but i whenever i give something to someone I literally tell myself like oh what if they don't match to like my energy or like my giving vibes or whatnot I have to be okay with that because I'm only giving because I love and care about them and if they like people's different people have different love languages and if they don't give the same amount of love as me like sure it sucks but I know like by the end of the day that at least I made somebody's day and I made them smile and I made a difference in the world like sure I can make one person happy I'm not able to make like the entire world happy but it's a ripple effect yeah 
So whenever I give anything, like whether it's my time, myself, gifts, bread to people, food I care uh, to food to people I care about, I pay attention more to how I feel when I give. Rather, I know it sounds like very selfish that I, but again, we're inherently selfish. It's human nature. I focus more on how I feel when I give, and then their reaction, how they smile whenever I give them a hug or listen to them, or comfort them or give them bread or anything. I focus more on how I feel. Obviously, I care about the other person's reaction too. But it genuinely feels so much better when you tell yourself, like, I'm doing this not only because it benefits the other person, but I feel good doing it too. And it's encouraging. Like, it should be an everyday act, kindness. Every day you give something to someone. You give something to yourself is important, but making other people happy every single day also boosts a lot of your mentality too and that's how I've made and became closer to my friends yeah I'm still in the process of learning how to make of this whole like giving and returning thing as I go about life but right now I'm pretty happy with how I've coped with this giving and not expecting anything back in return because depending on people to give back to you when you giving them something is like depending on them for your happiness and that could dangerously get out of hand because you can't control other people's reaction if they don't give back to you like okay cool but at least you made a difference in their day you made them happy so go you and yeah um thank you for coming to my TED talk peace